Welcome to Venture Studio. Today's episode comes from the Venture Studio Vault. Originally recorded in April 2011, in this episode, Dave interviewed David Tisch. At the time of the recording, David and his team had just completed Techstars New York's first cycle. This interview took place two days after Techstars' first demo day in New York at Webster Hall. Dave and David talk about the origins of Techstars New York, how to build great accelerator classes, and some of the most exciting companies from that first Techstars NYC class. David also discusses angel investing through his investment firm, Box Group. At the time of this interview, Box Group had invested in 27 companies. Now, Box Group has become one of the most prolific New York-based seed investing firms, having backed over 150 companies, including Warby Parker, Blue Apron, ClassPass, Harry's, Handy, and Spring, which David co-founded. Box Group has some notable exits as well, including Sunrise, Vine, and Behance. Most importantly, Box Group invested in the seed round of SF-based company Thanks, where I worked during the summer of 2014. Check out VentureStudio.org for more interviews with some of New York's best venture investors. Be sure to follow us on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com Venture-Studio and subscribe on iTunes. Our Twitter feed is at VentureStudio. Now, let's head up to the Venture Studio office. In the office, baby. Hey everybody, you've all heard of Techstars, New York City. We have a real treat for you today. I was at Demo Day two days ago. It was epic. 750 people were there. It was a blowout. I'm stunned. I was inspired. We've got the guy who's behind it all here, but he's also an entrepreneur, an angel investor, a big-time poker player, an NFL fanatic. Dave Tish is here. Welcome, Dave. Thank you, David. Good to see you, Good to see you my friend. Me. Dave, you've been through a lot. It's been about seven months of preparation and hard work. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. We're, you know, we, as you said, ended the program two days ago. It's been a long journey to get here. Um, ended on a big high. Everybody in that room, everybody outside of that room had great reactions. So, you know, feeling really good. Have to pick it back up and go again. Our summer program starts in about three months, and so we have a lot of work to do to get that going, but really happy. Rumor has it you don't sleep a lot. Is, is that correct? I tend to, to struggle to get to bed at night. I, I'm, I'm a night guy, and so I tend to work mostly... 11 to 3, 4 a.m. The challenge for me is that in New York, there's a regular expectation that you should have breakfast at 8 or 9 a.m. And so I would happily go to bed at 4 and sleep till 10 or 11. But here, most business gets conducted first thing in the morning. Seven months of preparation. You started all this in September. This was a big deal. David Cohen moved out here. Techstar said, we're coming to New York City. They brought you on to run the show. Tell us a little about the process and what it entailed. I'm sure people want to know. So we announced the program September 1st um, publicly. We didn't tell anybody in New York we were coming here until about August 26th. And so between August 26th and September 1st, we were able to raise four years worth of money for the program. So we had 25 investors commit to funding the program within a five-day period. Wow. Um, We also needed to build a mentor list and a mentor group. Our initial mentor group on September 1st, I think was 40 people. None of them were told about Techstars until about two days before we announced because we didn't want it to leak. And in New York, people talk. And so we were very conscious to not let people know too far in advance. And for me to be able to raise over $2 million and to have 40 people sign on to work with your program for free just because they wanted to be part of it, 
that was the first sign that we were onto something big here. When you got everyone together, I assume we're going to give some props to the whole Techstars organization because they were like, they saw what happened in Boulder, they saw what happened in Boston, they were like, it's coming to New York, it's a big deal, right? So, yeah, I mean, so I met David about a year ago now um, at an angel investing conference, and I looked at Techstars and tried to figure out why it didn't exist in New York. I looked at doing it on my own, um, realized how challenging it was to do a program like this. So I finally met him a couple months later, and I just said, why aren't you in New York? Um, he looked at me and said, you know, we're looking, at a, we're looking at a couple new cities, L.A. and New York, and the key thing for us is finding someone to run the program. Um, Texters at this point had been in Boulder, Boston, and Seattle, and really was only looking for one final stop. Four cities, once a year in each city was the expectation. Um, this is back back then. This now is back things, then. things have changed since things then, right? Changed a done, they're going to do like 50 tech stars around no, the world. No, 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 no. There's still only four tech stars programs. What we did is we launched something called the Tech Stars Network, which is independently run, independently supported affiliate programs. And Got so it. what it is is really us sharing best practices with other organizations that we deem to be credible. I see. I and see. so in LA, there's a program run by Mark Suster. In Chicago, one run by... Launchpad LA yes. is, is an affiliate now of Techstars? Exactly. Okay, didn't know that. And okay. so is Accelerate in Chicago. There's a program in Dublin and Copenhagen and Israel and Singapore that are all part of this larger network, but at its core, Techstars, the brand, is four programs. So you meet with Cohen, he's like, thumbs up. Well, so we... No, I... I no? He, no, not really. <laughs> I, you know, I, I asked him, so why aren't you in New York? He goes, who are you? And uh, okay. that was how he started. And so we, we got to talking, we talked that day, we ended up meeting the next day at Techstars Boston, their demo day, talked there, and he basically laid out five criteria that he was looking for in the managing director for one of these new programs. And that was having a, a successful startup, a failed startup, having raised uh, VC money, having done some angel investing, and... I always forget this fifth one. There's a fifth criteria. A good personality, perhaps? Yeah, no, it was, uh, oh, a native of the city. So that was, yeah. those were the things that he was looking sense. for. That Somebody was, sense. you know, concretely in that city. Right. Um, and so we ended up talking, I had three of those five things, spent a good five days out in Boulder, Colorado, getting to know the organization, and more importantly, him getting to know me. And I think over those five days, we realized there was a natural fit here. Um, it took about another month, set this program in motion and, and here we are today. And now he decided at some point, and maybe you had some influence on this, this decision, he's gonna come out to New York and help you with this first one. For, and he moved here for like yep. three months with his whole yep. family. Yep. What, what, and he that, lives in Boulder? Lives in Boulder. Um, that, that was part of both of our requirements for this job was I needed to learn how to do it from him. He wanted to make sure this program got off the ground right. So that was a total match for both of us. Um, and so he picked up you know, his wife and his one-year-old kid moved out here for three months. I think they loved it. They got to live in New York. Tell us a little about how, you know, all these companies came into the picture and, and the application process. So starting in September, we launched the application process. It, applications were open until late November. Over that time period, we got over 600 applicants for the program in New York. Um, so trying to narrow 600 down to about 10, which was our expectation. Um, that's a process in trying to figure out, you know, how someone stands out of a crowd of 600 is really tricky. Um, and so we tried to engage with as many applicants as possible because at the end of the day, it really is about the team, not the idea and not what they've done so far. Um, 
And so the more applicants you can meet, the better you're going to be able to assess the team quality. And so I think over the course of three months, I interacted via email with over 500 of the applicants, and I probably met in person about 300 to 350 of them. Wow. Wow. So you're... The first sort of, I don't like to use the yep. word cut, but the first level was email. So the first step is, is an email. Basically, you get an application, you read through it. There's a series of questions that pop up in your head, and you shoot them those questions. And normally, I like to include a question that's slightly negative to give them a little critical feedback to see how they respond to it. Because in the Techstars program, you're surrounded with advice and mentorship throughout, and a lot of the times, it's really negative feedback. And to see how somebody's going to respond to negative feedback is a critical measuring stick for us. And so I'll send something like, this is really interesting, but I think your name's terrible. Or I think this is really interesting, but you know, the design here is totally off. Have you thought about that? Or why aren't you looking at it this way? And just seeing how they understand right. that question and how to reply to it is really right. important. So you have to play the role of a bit of a provocateur. Totally. And, okay, future applicants, you heard that. All well, right. you're, you're trying to assess personality along every step of the way and how this team works, how this team thinks. And so pushing them a little bit to get that answer out is really important. And so you, you do this email interaction. Some teams are coming in with referrals. So the warmer the referral, the quicker that process happens. So Fred Wilson sends you a company, you pay very close attention to it. If any of our mentors reach out and say, hey, you got to talk to this guy. Hey, this startup I've worked with for, you know, this guy I've worked with before. Those are people that immediately stand out. So the warmer the introduction, just like an angel investor. Just like any investor, yep. same thing applies yep. here. Okay, totally. Got it. And so, and, you know, so I think we, we took 11 companies. I think six were referrals, five were pure random applicants. All right. And like, so, like the guy from Spain, where did he come from? So that's Migration Box. They're helping you transfer online services. So if you want to go from Gmail to a Google Apps account, they'll help you move that. If you want to go from Microsoft Exchange email to Google email, Gmail, they'll help you do that. And so this was a problem that I actually had personally. I was trying to figure out how to upgrade my Gmail from Gmail to a premium Google Apps account. Yeah. Brad Feld, one of the co-founders of Techstars, same issue. Foundry Group was changing their domain name and moving and migrating all their data from one email address to the other was really something he couldn't figure out how to do. So they applied with two hours left before the deadline. Um, here's some real critical advice. Apply early. The earlier you apply to Techstars, the more I'm able to get to know you. If you apply the last day, I will look at your application for three seconds. And if it's great, I'll dive in deeper. If it's not, I will probably miss you along the way. And so the later you apply, the less time you're going to get. So, so really, the Spanish guys, in a sense, lucked out. They came in two hours with two hours to spare, and you and Brad had this problem, and you guys lit up on it, probably. So That's literally that weekend, we, I, I sent it to Brad and David. I go, this is really interesting. And we both said, all right, let's use it. And so we literally reached out to Eduardo, who's the founder, and said, could we get a code to use it? He wrote back like immediately, like, here's a code. And so I used it, and I migrated 80,000 emails in under a, you know, a couple hours. We were in Webster Hall two days ago, you know, a theater environment, you know, like kind of one of those little speaker boxes below. Maybe the laptops were down below yep. here, so they could follow with a keynote presentation. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but there was a continuity through all of the presentations in terms of maybe, uh, not stylistically, but 
with some of the themes and the way they approached it. Uh, did you have, was there one coach that, that I mean, that's just, everybody? That's myself just... and David, and we just work on them. You know, we spend the, the last month of the program really focused on post-Techstar strategy, and a lot of that is, you know, demo day is one thing, but you're going to continue to pitch your business at events throughout your career. And so being able to get that skill set down is really important. And we, you know, if you even came 72 hours before demo day, the pitches were not at that level. And there was, you know, a good final 72 hours of preparation left. And so Ellie from Think Near, who, you know, started a company, failed, uh, went to HBS, graduated there, moved on to Amazon for about two years doing product management. He spent about a year at Amazon thinking through the hypothesis of his business. He reached out to people along the way and really did nights and weekends, and only when he felt 100% certain that this was real did he think about leaving. So he actually quit Amazon four days before the Techstars program started. Picked himself up from Seattle, moved to New York, spent three months in New York with his partner John, also from Amazon. And these guys were incredibly talented engineer and entrepreneur who really made sure that what they were doing was interesting before leaving where they were. Uh, one, one other theme that I noticed is so many of these startups had funding uh, when, you know, at the time of presentation on Demo Day, there was some interest for a lot of them. Yep. How did that happen? So we, we recommend to the startups that you try to raise about three times the amount that you have committed at this point. And so going out there to try to get a couple, they're not firm commitments, but they're soft commitments, soft circles. Right. And so if you can get a couple people who've been around you for three months to say, yes, I'm going to move forward with this, your ability to fill out the rest of that round is a lot easier. Um, we also, this year, out of the 11 companies, four of them came into the program having raised some money before the program. And so, you know, the OnSwipe is a company that came in the second day of the program, they announced publicly that they had raised a million dollars from Spark, Betaworks, and Ron Conway. And so they saw Techstars as a way to take their newly raised you know, financing and really accelerate their growth. When you run a program like this, you, you can't be so strict about who's funded and who's not, right? It's, you, you have to have some variety. You can't have you know, one size fits all, right? Is that Totally. And you know, in our program, 11 companies, one with significant funding, one with significant revenue, two who hadn't written a line of code for their current product. And so that diversity we think really helps because you can, you know, the earlier stage teams look at some of the stuff the later teams have done, and the later ones are looking at the earlier ones for what they're doing to stay agile and stay, you know, quick, and I think they really do benefit each other. And so we don't have any criteria we really are firmly looking for outside of having internal resources that are able to execute on the product. Tell me about Shelby TV. You mentioned them before. I've heard the name Reese Pacheco a number of times over the years. I was intrigued with their business model. He did a great presentation. What's the story behind that company? Yeah, so Reese, his co-founder Dan and Joe, they met years ago. They've been working on a, another product called Homefield. And Homefield was a video platform for sports coaches to trade game film. So they were all college athletes. They had spent years looking to figure out how to make this business different, bigger, and that was a lot of the goals of them coming into Techstars was figure out what to do with this business. Reese has been a, a big commenter on Fred Wilson's blog, on many other blogs, and really got to know a lot of the personalities in New York by hustling. And Reese came into our program highly recommended as an entrepreneur that everybody wanted to support, and they were just 
struggling to support home field. And so about two weeks into the program, Reese and Joe and Dan came into the office one day and said, we're done with home field. We're like, okay, what are you going to do? And they proposed the idea of Shelby TV, which is a, a way to watch all the social videos that your friends are sharing. Facebook, Twitter, they're coming in from totally different sources throughout the day. Shelby aggregates those videos so it's an on, instant on experience. You can basically turn on the TV and watch whatever videos people have shared. Sure. And, and so you could have a Dave Tish channel, a yep. Dave Lerner channel. Yep. It's your own. All your friends can look at it. It, it, it cleans out so much of the noise and puts it in. And, and just you lets like. you watch video like you are watching TV. Um, and so we said, awesome, let's do it. And the progress that they made in two months on the product is astonishing. I, I got to ask you one more yep. thing. Who the hell is Shelby? So Shelby was a code name. So when they moved away from home field, they started using this code name Shelby, which was for the old Ford Mustang. I guess the limited edition version was Shelby. It was some inside jokes. So like, let's call it, you know, code word Shelby. Um, they ended up finding that Shelby.tv was available, bought it, and it just stuck. And so that's what Shelby is. As someone who's in education, one of the companies that fascinated me was Lee Hoffman's company, yep. a company called Very. Tell us the story of Very, please. So Lee, Lee's story to get into Techstars is probably my favorite. The first day we announced the program, I got an email in my inbox that said, the number one reason Socratic should get into Techstars New York. Um, and that was their name at the time, Socratic. Socratic, nice. Socratic. Okay. It was probably the worst name of Terrible any company name. to come into our program. <laughs> Nobody can understand it. Um, and so in the body it said, for the next 75 days, parentheses, until applications close, I'm going to send you a reason why we should be part of Techstars New York. And I'm like, okay. And I wrote back, cool, don't miss a day. Because if you're going to say you're going to send me 75 reasons, send them. Lee never missed a day. At first I thought, okay, these guys are a little crazy. And the first reason was because we're going to transform education in America. And you're like, okay, great. By about day 30, I think on day 30 or 31, I got a reason, and it was, you know, I was the CTO of Razorfish at age 18, and my co-founder has been in education for the past seven years, teaching at some of the top schools and getting a PhD. And I looked, I go, oh, wow, they're real. Um, and so over the next 45 days, met Lee, got to know the team, came into the program. On day one of the program, if you asked me what they were working on, I would have no idea what to tell you, because they really didn't come in with an idea. They came in with the goal of changing online education. They had built a prototype that took a book and made it interactive with video, but the content creation cost, there was a scalability issue, just didn't make much sense. But this was a team, we got probably 15 to 20 of our mentors emailing us saying, you have to let Lee into the program, I want to work with him. And when you have an entrepreneur that our mentors want to work with, that's the best way to get into our program because we know we're going to be able to match you up with mentors and those mentors are going to be able to help you. And so about two weeks into the program, Lee and Brian were struggling. They had no idea what they were working on. They were literally at the bottom of the, the heap, if you will. Um, and it clicked and they figured out a new model. And from about two weeks into the program to, to the end, they created something that makes a ton of sense to everybody who hears it. It's elegant, they launched it. They have, for an online education site, about 30 minutes time on site, which is insane. And they're coming out of Techstars as one of the buzzier companies. 
they're going to end up raising money from some of the, the more well-known investors in the country. Yeah. Keep your eye on that company. Very fascinating. And they have the best. So they came in with the worst name, Socrated, and left with the best name, Very, a four-letter domain name that Lee, about two months in the program, goes, oh, and by the way, I own this other domain name. And he tells us what it is. And we're like, and you've been calling your company what? Let's get into a little about what you do as an angel. you got something called Box Group. You're in eight, nine, ten companies already, right? Something like that? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven yeah, companies. A lot, okay. a lot of companies. About 20 based in New York, seven elsewhere. Uh, just personal angel investing. Really try to get in there early and, and work with entrepreneurs at the onset of their company. You're, a f you're one of the guys that wants to get in first, right? That's you. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I think the goal is if I can be the first yes, that's probably the hardest yes a company has. And so if you can be that guy, you're really enabling them to pick up that momentum and build out the rest of the round. I'm not writing a big check, but I am trying to be you know, early on in the process. Okay, so I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur. I want to approach you in some fashion, the box group. How do I get your attention? What do I have to do? And who do I have to be? I think Brad Feld says this, but the best way to raise money is to ask for advice. The best way to get advice is to ask for money. And, you know, take Mark Suster's point, he, he blogged about a couple weeks ago, where he says, in, you know, investors invest in lines and not dots. And I think that's the best piece of advice. The way to get an investor's attention is to build a relationship over time. And if you go back to what Shelby did on Fred's blog with Reese, he really built that relationship organically. And so early on in the process, um, reaching out to an investor and saying, hey, just want to let you know what I'm working on. I'm working on this idea. We're launching it next week. Would love to keep you updated. That's a really good tactic. There's very few investors. You're not asked to do anything. So I'll write back, sure, please keep me updated. And if that company sends me every two weeks, every four weeks, an update that says, hey, over the past two weeks, this is what we've done. And it shows this progress. There, there comes a point in time when you as the investor see that line moving really nicely and you actually reach out and say, hey, I'd love to meet, I'd love to talk more about what you're up to. Because now you have something to talk about, yep. right? And you've, you've built a bit of rapport, you've established some interest and, you've and shown consistency. And you've shown progress, which I think is the thing, you know, an idea means very little. Executing on that idea is everything. And showing that you're taking the forward steps to execute on your idea before you're necessarily given the financial permission from an investor to do so, that's a really powerful thing. Um, the other thing is, as warm of an introduction as possible is the best way to get an investor's attention. If you are going to email an investor coldly and just randomly reach out, there are ways to do that. Um, doing it in a way that shows you've done a lot of legwork on your end. Hey, David, looked at your previous investments at Box Group. These are the types of things that you know, I see you doing. This is why I think it makes sense for us to talk. It shows me that you actually have engaged with what I've done before to say, like, this is why we're a fit. And if that email's written well, the odds of, of engagement are really high. Let's talk about some of your investments. I want to hear about, I heard about TroopSwap and some of these other cool investments you've been into. Tell us a little about some of your favorite companies. Yeah, so, I mean, TroopSwap's a, a cool company. The guy named Blake Hall, he was a soldier in Afghanistan uh, on the front lines, a special forces soldier, finished uh, his tour of duty, went to Harvard Business School, came up with an idea there to serve the military community, which was basically a daily deal site and a Yelp for the military. None of these services exist for that community. And Blake went out there to go build that you know, product. He, in the process, started to engage in the internet community more. In doing so, he ended up meeting a, com a direct competitor of his um, 
and they ended up merging. And so now they have this four-person team, both who are separately working on the same idea, combined together to serve the, the value of this awesome community and really give back um, in, in a significant way to the military. Did you, did you put these guys together? Or so, what? so I, yeah, I'd met the competitor and I told him, look, I'm invested in one of your direct competitors. And he goes, yeah, totally aware of them, really respect what they're doing. And about a month later, we, we had continued talking and I said, maybe you guys should just meet. And they met, they hit it off, they really liked each other and realized that they're both really small, really early. And if they just work together on the same problem, um, they would do better. And to find the financial relationship to make that work, I think is really tricky. These guys were, were humble. They're both you know, very passionate about solving the problem and were able to get to a great deal. When you do an investment, since you're the first money in, do a lot of times you kind of, are you the anchor around which you bring in a lot of the team sometimes and some of the other syndicates? I just try to add value. So any, any company I'm getting involved with, I'm just trying to add value. Sometimes that's on the product side. Sometimes that's on hiring. Sometimes it's on bringing other investors to the table. So, you know, GroupMe is another company I invested in. Um, I was the first yes in GroupMe. And then Vinod said, okay, Tish is in, I'm coming in. Yeah, for, right. Yeah, well, yeah. How did that no, I, no I, I got lucky. Had I waited another 12 hours, that deal probably would have been well outside of my ability to get into. Um, and so that's one where I just said, yes, we, we really clicked. And then over the next week, everybody else unrelated to me just came in. And the only reason I, I held my position was because I was early. Um, another deal I did was Boxy. I was the first investor in Boxy about three and a half years ago. And Boxy, you know, they built an angel syndicate over time. And then about a year after that, raised money from Fred Wilson and Spark. Um, and so that just, you know, happened totally outside of me. But the first year with Boxy, it was, it was very product heavy that my involvement was. So. Okay, so I got to ask you one more question. Uh, fake Dave Tish. That guy is a genius. Who is it? I have no idea. Um, I, there's a group of people I suspect they all know who it is. I don't know which one of them it is, but it's, it's one of the junior VCs in New York City from one of the funds, I think. Okay, you suspect that. That's, that's your, your best guess right they, now? They know me, and they know a lot of the way I think pretty well, so I think it's one of my friends in you know, one of the funds. I, I was looking around to see who was on their phone at certain times the other day. I couldn't figure it out. But. All right, we're going to put out a request. Fake Dave Tish, whoever you are, we want you on this show. You'll reveal yourself to the community, and we'll find out. We'll have a good laugh. Then you'll imitate somebody else, okay? Dave, it's a pleasure having you. Um, thanks, thanks so much, much for coming really, on the show, my friend. Really appreciate it. Thanks, David.